The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. First of all, nothing to do with state fair. Well, food is always state fair. <laughs> I, I can relate to that, but uh, you brought in treats and... Uh, muffins yep. of some type these are some delicious oh my uh, grab gosh a java muffins from grab a java over java. on headley yes sir i'm having a delicious grab a java coffee uh greg is enjoying some delicious grapes that are not from grab a java <laughs> thank we, you he remembered me with fruit <laughs> right we thought we'd look after him so i appreciate uh, it bill a good abc member as well as a good client of ours at the small business development center where i actually have my full-time paid job i have a full-time pretty much job at the at the fair as well by the time we add everything up but um we're always happy to help out local businesses as as those are the businesses that we help to get started and help to grow here in springfield now tell me the truth and i know you always do but i'm going to stress <laughs> that i shouldn't have to preface the question like that um can you really tell the difference in coffee uh well so <laughs> i have a little bit of a ongoing uh dispute's probably not the right word but uh, Bill and I have an ongoing conversation about this because, unfortunately for him, in our office, we make Folgers in the morning. Okay. <laughs> so he's, he's not really happy with me about that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm old school. Greg and I grew up in the same part of the world. And uh, I don't think uh, at the time when we were growing up up in the Illinois Valley that uh, uh, people worried too much about where their coffee came from. Yeah, so. we didn't go out and get coffee. <laughs> So you that's a, coffee, you make it at home. That's right. That's a failing, uh, perhaps, on my part. But uh, anyway, it's a nice treat. And really he contends that there's a difference. Oh, there absolutely that's is. That's what he, he can, said. Yeah, I mean, you can that, taste it. We were at your place doing the show, yep. and he stopped in. And, uh, fascinating guy. Yeah. He is, um, you know, he makes it all fresh. He says yep. we're different than yep. uh, some of our competitors uh, that are sometimes really close to him yep. and going to get closer, evidently. He is, uh, <laughs> he is, he's going to expand a little bit, huh? Yeah, Grab a Job is opening a new location at Monroe and Chatham Road. And, uh, of course, that's well known for, for the traffic that, that uh, is created by virtue of Starbucks having too small of a footprint there uh, off the corner a little bit. So, Dunkin' Donuts, of course, is just a block away on Washington Monroe. Um, Starbucks is opening a new location in the Fair Hills Mall parking lot. And, of course, our friends at Grab Java are going to have the premier location just at the corner of Monroe and Chatham. And uh, they're already calling it the Coffee Corner. Evidently, so, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be really fun to see how it evolves. A lot of uh, the young people today are, are really invested in their coffee and, and cold coffee drinks. So with the high schools, you know, Sacred Heart Griffin as well as Springfield High oh, just boy. down the road, down uh, there. I suspect you'll see a, a lot of uh, a lot of traffic in there between 7.30 and 8 in the mornings uh, during the school year. 15 past hour, 7 o'clock. Um, how many shifts of workers do you have doing the parking and gates at the illinois state fair so interestingly i'm gonna i'm gonna i hate to you know you're a master of words sam as as we've all noted over the years and so i'm gonna change i can't say on the air (laughs) i'm gonna change the verbiage just a little bit because we always talk about slots because uh, we work with volunteer groups some of the groups are are all in with uh, tons of volunteers and people who are eager to do it. So if we have what we call a slot, if a, a position at gate two is from seven in the morning till 10 at night, it's, it, we don't care how you fill that as a charity group. You might have three people 
volunteering that day for that slot, that would be three five-hour shifts. Okay. Conversely, if you have five people, then it's five three-hour shifts or, or right up and down the line. But what what's integral, I think, uh, or important to note, there's 175 sort of gate gates that have to be filled we have volunteer slot uh you know not just slots because there's multiple slots per gate but if you do the 12 gates of the fair plus we have a a a flex team that we have out there to help move you know we move people around as we need them uh for different events or emergencies and things and then we also have a group that helps us uh with our uh cash counting in the evening so uh it's a pretty big undertaking in fact i i grabbed the numbers a number of years ago when patrick buchan was around Mm -hmm. Uh, he asked us for some info and uh, our volunteers will actually be out there for um Somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20,000 hours, almost 21,000 hours, yeah. And then you throw the American Business Club members who oversee that operation into the mix, and uh, our group is over 4,200, something like that, just for the ABC folks that are there kind of keeping an eye on things. If somebody would like a slot or a shift, if you will, how many people do they need to have? Well, that's the best part of it. Because we have some gates, and you and I were just dis- discussing this. A, a gate five, for example, is the horseman's gate, and that's a monitoring position. We don't sell tickets there, so we have two people there throughout the day. Uh, at gate nine, that's exit only, so mm-hmm. we have two people there throughout the day, or rather two slots there throughout the day. So, you know, you could get by with a half a dozen. Some of the bigger gates, you might need 40 or 50. But uh, the way we've developed our model over the last 18 years is American Business Club has the contract with the Department of Agriculture. So we're responsible for making sure there are enough people at the gates to safely bring people in and out of the gates throughout the day. And then we work with local groups to actually staff the individual gates. Uh, we make donations to them then uh, following the fair uh, for their help. And so um, I was thinking about this. We've got some, I think, the most attractive role in in our group besides taking, uh, if you you can get the Gates 1 and 2 roles, those are air conditioned. Sure. (laughs) So there's at least least six of your people (laughs) through the day that will be inside. Everybody else is envious outside. But uh, apart from that, we have a team we call the Flex Team, and, and these folks uh, move around, you know, as I said, as we need them through the fair or, or they, we may not need them. The best days that we have are the ones where the flex team members sort of, uh, you know, camp out at the tent and, and stay there where we have them. But that group, if you have around 30 people, uh, you can easily staff that. When we have 10 slots through the day, um, so it's about, you know, uh, 13 to 15 hours depending on the, the day. But anyway, that group, um, you know, with, with about 30 people, you know, you might see, oh, on some days, um, donations, uh, you know, over 500 up to eight or $900 this uh, groups have gotten in the past for that. So it's, I think I've always looked at it. It's that remembering my days with fundraising with our son going through every sport team there was sure. in the school selling wrapping paper, everything was a multiple day adventure. You know, you're selling pizzas. You got to go and get the order forms. You got to sell it to everybody. You got to collect all the money. You got to get the pizzas. You deliver the pizzas. You go back and collect the money from the people you didn't collect the money from the first time. Well, in this case, it's apart from the person that's organizing the group, it's a one-shot deal. So, Sam, you're going to come out and help volunteer for uh, your granddaughter's cheerleading mm-hmm. squad. And I'm not. Not not putting that in into your head as I a suggestion. Year, <laughs> I know you All did. of a sudden, I found myself at gate eight. 
uh, at eight o'clock at night. And I said, Alice, what about this picture? Is it right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, um, you, you, um, but that was it, right? I mean, you, you, you did, you came for your shift that night from, from uh, six to 10 or whenever it was. And, and, walked away at the end of the evening and you were done. And so that's the beauty of it. Let me go just use an example. Gate four. Yeah. Uh, main gate right on Peoria Road across from Quick and Easy. Uh, a very busy gate. Uh, most of its passes. How many people do you need? If somebody wanted to do the whole day right. at that, gate eight. And, and that's some, how we do it. You want them to do the whole day? Yeah. Well, our groups take that gate for their day. And okay. It's up to them how many how, individuals. How many, so minimum, what, do you, what will you need? Well, so let's look at gate four. We have five selling stations at gate four throughout the day. And then we have uh, three taker positions there, and as well as what we call a lead. We ask somebody to kind of be responsible for staffing the radio and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And then um, with gate four, um, we also have a couple of, of flaggers. That's, that's usually taken over by a different group. But if we just go with the sellers and, and takers, you're talking about eight people through the day. Uh, the, it's a 15-hour day. Gate 4 is open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sure. And so um, you have, you know, what, what, what does that mean? Seven, seven, eight times three is 24 people. Mm-hmm. Eight times four is 32 people. Right. So you could easily do that, you know, and that's, that's generally how it works out. Do they know what they're going to, quote, make well, when they sign up for yeah, a ship? And let's be careful on the, the make part because it's a, it's a donation. And right. We work that out after the, the fair ends. We have a set uh, fee that we receive at the American Business Club. There's There's nothing tied to the to how busy you are or how much money we've had groups right. that misunderstood that in the past. They thought, Oh, we were really busy today. We're going to get a big donation. Well, no, that's, it doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay. It's, um, and so the donations come, we're able to, based on our track record, when, when we talk with the groups to line them up as to what they're able to handle, we will uh, have a pretty good clue as to what the donations have been in the past. Part of that's impacted by the way our contract works with the fair. If there's a difference between the amount of money that we've taken in and the number of tickets that are given out, uh, the American Business Club writes a check and makes that up. And so uh, part of what we have available is is driven by that. Um, are you, I don't want to say short, but some of the groups that have worked in the past have moved on whether moms have gotten uh the couple years of course you kind of yeah. lose the senior moms a little bit and senior dads and things like that what's one, going on well one of the things we always had going for us was this great progression right so you're the uh the landfair booster club and and part of what you handed over to your next year's booster chair is here's how you sign up everybody for admissions at the state fair and then you know pandemic uh, there wasn't that booster chair for, uh, you know, 2020. And then we got around to 2021 and we weren't sure we were doing it or who was doing what. And pretty soon, oh, now we're doing it. And so there was kind of a scramble. So coupling that with the fact that I think we've seen a number of our organizations who, who they're just, uh, you know, there's just not as many people available to volunteer. And as well as some of our, our bigger volunteer groups, we've had a couple of big charity organizations um, I, I mentioned, sadly, Brother James Court, who was involved with us uh, virtually from the start uh, over the years. And, of course, their organization is closing or, or perhaps has closed, uh, I guess, the end of the month, I think. So they obviously won't be raising any money this year. So that was a group that took multiple days. So this year we're looking to freshen up our groups. Uh, hopefully we'll hear uh, some of the folks who are listening today might say, hey, 
we've got a group that could help with that. Uh, one point I'd emphasize is we've got to, we got to talk about adult volunteers for the most part. Uh, we don't want anybody out there under 14. Usually we, we say 16 and, and over. And for all the seller spots, uh, we need 18-year-olds. So that's either the parents or older kids. And, you know, we, we can wor- work with the notion of this is a high school team or something. But uh, uh, just in case somebody's saying, well, I'm going to have my 9-year-old sports team out there, that would be the parents that would come uh, rather than the kids because it's, it's just a safety issue. You've been out there, and those gates get crazy. And so one of the gates, maybe gate 6 is as busy as any gate on the fairgrounds of the north side uh, a main gate, and of course, goes right into the, under the tunnel and into the infield. Yes. And there was a time, and you guys changed that. They used to sell the tickets right there where you came in. The backlog would be tremendous. Now you don't. They don't purchase the tickets, so they're through the tunnel and up on top of the hill and get ready to park. That's great. Your group is in charge of selling those tickets. There is your group also in charge then of directing people where to park. Yes, we actually have uh, groups uh, for both the infield of the uh, Gate Six area as well as the uh, we park uh, after eleven a.m. on the half mile track, and so we have a group that actually uh, handles the flagging roles for us. In fact, I think it's SHG basketball uh, this year, at last year, and this year. Um, and I, I don't know if they were at gate four. In any event, we've been lucky over the years that we've had one group handle the flagging during the daytime, and so we can get everybody lined up in pretty good shape uh, with our ABC members out there helping to direct. It's always nice to have basketball teams do it because everybody can see those guys. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you get the yeah. six eight kids standing out there yeah. waving a waving a baton and in a, in a green vest. It's uh, hey, I know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> um. A day like today would cause havoc to the parking situation, and it would not only impact today, it may impact the next three days. If it stops raining now, the infield that holds the most cars in the fairgrounds, there have been, wasn't there a fair not too many years ago, 11 days, you were shut down seven or eight days in the infield? I think we're actually the better part of eight that year. Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, I'm not going to say havoc because we've developed systems that uh, allow us to take advantage of some of the lots that we wouldn't ordinarily use. Lot one is over by the ore building. Uh, that whole area is is not typically designated for public parking. We might put that into use. Uh, we've, we've, we've managed, you know, there's been years, and, and every year there's a couple of days where we'll, uh, we do have to close the, the, all the lots are full. Of course, we do have the individual lots full uh, most weekends, but, uh, you know, we've, we've, We've gotten a handle on that, so we're able to roll things along pretty quickly. It's always fun on the first Sunday um, trying to um, work through how busy we are there, but then that last weekend we don't get the infield because of the, uh, the auto, races. Yeah, auto races until 4 o'clock. So, so gate 7 fills, and then we've put the signs up, and then you know gate lot E there in front of the Department of Agriculture fills, and by that time we're, we're hoping to get to 11 a.m. when the we can get the half-mile track from the harness racing group, and now we start filling that. and So we, we work really hard to make it as convenient as possible for people to get out. I had forgotten, you don't handle Saturday and Sunday, the auto races. They have their own ticket takers. How about parking, just people on their own? Yeah, well, in, in when they come up into that tunnel, they're – uh, handled by Bob Sargent and his group, right? Because that's an infield pass. Some I, I don't know the charge is thirty five dollars or something. I'm not sure exactly right. what I they agree. charge. And they um, so their staff looks after those folks. The race ends. Everybody is told on their way in they have an hour after the race to 
to leave or to put their cars into the, they have kinds of kind of a designated area where they'll let them stay. And then we take over for the rest of the evening. And it's really a, a quite a well-oiled machine. We have uh, one of our, our top uh, uh, members that helps us, Brian McLean, and a guy called Luke Jackson that's been there a couple of years uh, looking after the evening with the rest of our team. And, boy, they fly in there and get things up and open. And here comes the concert traffic. So if there's a big Saturday night concert, we're, we're right on it. What's the earliest you've ever shut down inside parking? Um, well, that's a great question. I, I would say that we've had some of those Sundays. If, if uh, I, it, It's fairly typical by 1. By 1 o'clock. Yeah, that can happen. And, and it's only for a while because then, you know, if you have like harness racing or something, then that group clears out a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've had some really big days. And, and you mentioned the, how busy the Gate 6 is. Uh, actually, Gate 7 is the real linchpin to everything. About You talked about the traffic backups sure. and stuff. If we can keep that Gate 7 traffic moving there in front of the Department of Natural Resources, because if it doesn't, Gate 6 has four lanes of traffic right. with two sellers in there. So Gate 7 has two lanes of traffic with two sellers each. And it. so now you have, if that traffic backs up past gate six then you're really now you're backing up all the right that's one of the reasons why we changed the configuration up there people come in go, go to the left we created uh, after uh, one of our great presidents brandon Rebbe. we have brandon Rebbe boulevard up there which <laughs> is the entrance way to uh where they sell the tickets and if we can keep that flow if we keep gate seven flowing the traffic will flow into there easily but the busiest gate by about uh double if not almost three is gate two Gate two, gate the two. pedestrian gate, Busiest pedestrian gate. only. Yes. Yeah, right yeah. there at the corner, yeah. Sangman and uh, Peoria Road. So I'm always interested to hear about the plans for uh, the new activities Route and things there. They, they have a tremendous uh, opportunity there to oh, take boy. advantage of these folks uh, or, or of all the people who are coming in there. Right. Uh, busiest day of the fair, probably the first Saturday, I think, has probably replaced Veterans Day, hasn't it? I, I would say. Um, yeah. It kind of depends on the concert. You know, sometimes we'll we'll pick up a stray, but uh, first Saturday is usually our busiest. And then, you know, that last weekend is always super busy. It, it's, it's I guess it's probably busier in our minds because of the fact we don't have the infield. Right. Yeah. So. Right. All right. If people want to participate, if yes. they have a group out there that want to make some money and have some fun yep. and work in the state fair and work in those gates can be a fun time. And yeah, so really on, how can they get a hold of somebody? All right. So multiple ways. We have a, a our Facebook page for American Business Club of Springfield. Uh, our website, if you just search American Business Club of Springfield, that'll come up. But the best way is just directly to our Gmail account. And I'm going to give that uh, here a couple times. It's ABC Admissions Volunteer volunteers at gmail.com so uh, abc admissions volunteers and it's admissions with an s and volunteers with an s that's a running problem for us internally we can every year we fire that account back up and it's like now wait was it yes or no? <laughs> so abc admissions volunteers at gmail and if you can let us know a little bit about your group the number of uh, volunteers over 18 that you can expect um you know if you have a a, a pool of uh, 16-year-olds or something certainly include that um, and any other things. Sometimes, you know, schools are getting started. People say, well, we we would have to volunteer, uh, you know, before the first Monday because it's the football sure. team and we start practice on Monday, that sort of thing, uh, as much as you can. And then we'll get back with you. We have a couple of guys that look after that. Chris Long is our main um, um, volunteer, does tremendous work organizing. We'll have over 60 groups helping us again this year. Unbelievable. You guys have done it. ABC Club. Wow. First year was what? Oh, 
Oh, four. Oh, four. And yeah. I, prior to that, I think they contracted with a company out of Iowa. That's correct. And a- did, they, did the yeah. fair come to you? Was that during the Amy Belipnik? No, it rain, was Mar- Marcolas. Correct. Oh, that's yeah. right. He did the yeah. three and four fair. Yeah. And they said, why are we going? Maybe we got somebody local. Yeah. And you guys stepped in well, and kept um, the money local. <laughs> unfortunately, I was president of the club at that time. And the uh, they said, hey, can you guys do this? And we told them no three times. And, and then finally we said, well, we'll take a look at it. We took a look at it and uh, we actually drove around and looked at all the gates and thought yeah we might be able to pull this off and the only problem with that was we we were driving around looking at the gates on monday and tuesday thinking we could pull that off <laughs> how often how often do you how often do you have to collect money uh well we it's, uh, the police are always involved they so, are, so don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't don't try no, anything right yeah. we have an illinois state trooper with us uh, always and and uh, in our office as well and that sort of thing uh so we always say it's on a regular um frequent but no it's it's a a frequent but not regular basis. Right. So uh, we actually have uh, individuals who work with that throughout the day, keep our our gates well supplied with change, and also keep the amount of gates uh, cash at the gates down. Frank Stern still working? He does. He comes every Come Wednesday. Come on, no, sir. Yeah, yep. The prize, uh-huh. pride of Stern's Furniture. Frank is still ABC Club member forever. We yes, we yeah, uh, past president in in 1972, I think, and yeah. so. Um, Frank comes on past president's day, which we have on Wednesday. We invite our past presidents back to enjoy some hospitality at the grandstand. So he comes and does his uh, shift at 6 a.m. till 10. He's where gate two, I think. Gate two every year. Yep. And uh, we just put him in. He doesn't even call anymore. He, we just know he's coming. <laughs> and uh, one Pulls year, up he, in his little well, red sports car. Uh, one year, we, he, one year we did. He, we didn't hear from him, and and uh, we didn't have him on the schedule or anything. And there he was. And he said, "Yeah." He said, "You guys know I'm going to be here." And I said, "Yep, yeah, you're right, Frank. We do know that, and it's my fault for not remembering." <laughs> Great so, story. Yes, sir. Kevin. Last again, one more time. If they want to volunteer a group or get more information, talk to you. How many they need and things yep. like that. What are the hours commitment? How they get a hold of somebody? ABC Admissions Volunteers at gmail.com. That'll work. Thanks, my friend, for coming in. Love it. Thanks, Thanks for having to me. the guys from Java for the yep. treats. Really, Thanks really good stuff. Fruit. Yeah, yes, well, that's right. Uh, good stuff. I killed it. I killed it. Uh, you will. Where'd you get that? Uh, well, actually, it's from our fridge at home. So <laughs> I won't say that we went out specifically to hey, buy Hey, congratulations, uh, your son, AJ. Yeah. Going to work. Uh, yeah. yep. What a great story. Tell me about it. Is well, that something was always in the plans? No, he switched, actually. He wasn't even an accounting major in school until his junior year. And um, he had an internship at X. Schaefer & Punk, which is his grandfather's firm. Uh, John X Sr., of course, uh, one of the, the ex involved in um, X Schaefer and Punk. And prior to that, of course, uh, Albert Eck I uh, was uh, the founding partner of Kerber Eck and Brackle. Sure. And John and his brother Al worked there. They moved over to their new firm in 1994. There were no uh, of, like, my wife's era, era kids. Um, none of them were uh, involved in accounting at all. So AJ's actually the first uh, uh, accountant uh, in that next couple of generations. Good for him. Four years lettered at Wesleyan. That's correct. How was it? And I'm running a little time, but bear with me, fellas. How was it for him that last game, knowing that that was probably going to be it through youth football, yeah. through four years at SHG, four years of college? Does he talk about that? How tough was that on him and even you and your wife as parents. It was really tough. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was looking at some uh, photos from commencement and somehow uh, two of the pictures of him walking off the field got into that 
uh, from that last game were in my file with the commencement. I almost really? lost it again. So it was really tough, but I'll tell you why. And this is, this is what I, uh, one of the things that I'm so proud of with our son. He wasn't, he wasn't thinking about that, about I'm done playing football. Uh-huh. He was thinking about how disappointing their season was as a team. And he was a team captain, and uh, they had a really rough year, a lot of uh, significant injuries, and they were on their third uh, defensive coordinator in four years. They've been through the COVID. They played played four games in the spring. A lot of the schools they played against had not, so they went – uh, four-game season in the spring right into training for the fall. Uh, you know, Coach Esch has been there for 30-plus years, and his routines were off. They had a really, really tough season, and that's the part that impacted AJ the most. Wow. And so that was uh, really, really, I think, a testimony to well, what a good kid he is. What a good young man, outstanding. You know that, and parents, you got to be proud. But most important to me, besides not being family involved is the fact that people like him come back to this community. Yeah. He's that very speaks excited. volumes. You know, of this he's, community. he's looking for houses. I was laughing so hard when Becky, those, the poor realtors are so busy. AJ's looking for a house. He, uh, found one yesterday morning. Our, our realtor friend, Cindy Grady, uh, helps us out. And she sent along this house. We went to look at it at five. It had only been on the market yesterday and there were already, uh, we were the fifth, uh, realtor business card that was there on the mm-hmm. counter, and there was a, a group that came right after us. So they had six showings, and probably some, least. and probably had some offers. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Guarantee you. Yep. Good to see you, my friend. Always great. Don't see here. you before. See you at the fair. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.